0: Hi, and welcome to the podcast, Life in Balance. My name is Naomi. I work as an occupational therapist at Balance for Blind Adults. This podcast is about all the things that make life enjoyable, make life easier, and make life fun. In each episode, I talk about a different topic, whether it's how to cook, go to school, work, garden, make music, and much, much more. I'll talk about some tips and tricks, as well as how to adapt these different activities to accommodate vision loss. These days, it might be difficult to think about active leisure, but really it's more important than ever. I talked to Nisha, who's found creative ways both to adapt her active life to vision loss, but even more creative ways to keep going during the COVID-19 pandemic. Hopefully her tips and tricks will be useful for you in terms of accessible options for people who want to have more fun and stay active. Let's take a listen to my interview with Nisha.
1: Hi everyone, my name is Nisha. I'm from Scarborough, Ontario. I graduated from Algonquin College with my uh, diploma in social work, and currently I'm working towards my non-for-profit and volunteer management certificate through Ryerson University, the distance education program. Currently I'm I'm not working, but I have been employed in the past as a social service worker, as an intake worker through a non-for-profit in the Scarborough area. I'm visually impaired. (laughs) Uh, I've been visually impaired all my life. Since I can remember, I've I've worn glasses, but it wasn't until I suffered from glaucoma. So that's my main condition, glaucoma and cataracts. And about three years ago, I had surgery to remove the cataract and to lower the pressure of my glaucoma. But unfortunately, the surgery wasn't successful and it took away the majority of, of my eyesight. So now I'm left with light perception in one eye, and I have a pretty large cataract still in my right eye, so that takes up the majority of my sight. A lot of my activities I love to do. I love festivals during the summertime. Basketball is my favorite sport, so if I could go to a game, that's great. I, I watch a lot of it on television. I enjoy indoor and outdoor activities, so camping, bowling, concerts, and I love traveling, experiencing different cultures, meeting new people around the world, and a good beach is my favorite, too. So, yeah, that's a bit about myself.
0: What do you enjoy about being involved in active recreation?
1: I think the biggest thing I enjoy about it is the independence that it gives me, the freedom to come and go as I please, to do the things I love to do. I think so much in our community, the visually impaired community, people think that we can't do things on our own, that we have to always be with someone or in a group. When I tell people that I rock climb, they're like, oh, you can do that, you know? And it's like, well, yeah. You know, I, I can I can't do rock climbing with sun direction. Another thing is the motivation and the endurance or adrenaline it gives me in other areas of my life. I'm someone who um, enjoys going to the gym, but right now I, I work out from home. I find that when I do work out, I have so much like drive and motivation to do other things throughout the day. And I, I'm filled with so much energy and um, optimism when it comes to looking for work or learning how to do JAWS, which is, you know, it could be troublesome sometimes.
0: Mm -hmm. I know you mentioned basketball and rock climbing. What Mm -hmm. other kinds of activities have you done before?
1: Currently, I feel like the biggest activities I'm involved in is yoga, the gym or right now home workout. The three groups through the Canadian Council of the Blind that I'm involved in are the Adaptive Rock Climbing Club, the curling group, and a new group called the uh, CCB Adventurers group. And that one is not a set activity, which is great because it's like a whole bunch of activities that you you wish you could have tried and haven't tried yet. And you have like a group of your VIPs with you. So snowshoeing and ax throwing are the two activities that I've done with them so far.
0: Thinking about somebody who is listening and thinking, wow, that sounds really neat, but I'm not sure where to get started. How do you access these activities or what helps you access these activities?
1: So with yoga, I like to use YouTube. What I like about using YouTube for yoga is that the person who is the instructor is saying what the movement is. So they're very detailed with their description, where they tell you to put your foot, to put your hand, how to breathe what the position looks like without having to to look at the tablet or device the descriptions are so detailed that i feel like i'm just i'm independent i'm part of the class and i'm just going through the motions like anyone else would who who has sight and also i still get that feeling of calmness and stillness because even though they're giving details there are still those quiet moments where i can be in reflection and in meditation so once again, I'm feeling like I am just you know a normal person who is who has sight who's taking part in in the class. A good site that I use for that or YouTube channel is Five Parts Yoga. I find that has been the best one so far for me as a beginner because I am still a beginner. So there are beginner, intermediate, and advanced level instructions, and and I find all of them you get a really good level of description. Um, when working through it home workouts i am not one who likes to put on a routine and and follow it so i like to use instagram i've noticed when talking to a lot of people or some people in the uh, visually impaired community they don't like using instagram because they feel that it's very visual but i've noticed as of lately that their voiceover is working really well and it captures a lot of the details in the post, So for example, a couple of the people I follow in the description box in detail put what exercise they are doing. So if they're using weights, they will say the weight of the weight. So if it's five pounds or 10 pounds, they will say where they're putting it, how high they're raising their arms. Or if they're doing crunches, they would say, you know, what position they are seated in or not seated in, and or if they're standing. Each detailed post will have a video also. So if you do have a bit of vision, there is a video option as well, where you can see exactly what the person is doing. And I like to follow people who are similar body type. That way, I have an idea of how much weight to use and and how to do how to do the movement. I use Hannah Alberg and Shanta Franka. Those are the two. IG influencers I like to follow for home workouts. For axe throwing, I was really nervous because you're throwing an axe. And when I told people I was going axe throwing, they were kind of like, you know, should you be doing that? It's a sharp object. So I get it. But uh, when we got there, they had their employees work with us one on one. So they made sure that we were all in front of this table. They made sure that there was someone there to to guide us from where we were stationed to the actual axe station. And one by one they would show us each how to properly throw the axe. And around each axe station there was like netting. So I know for myself I accidentally threw too high, but there was a net there. So it caught the axe. The next station was so far away that didn't have to worry about other people. And the same goes for, for rock climbing. I've taken part in the CCB rock climbing group for the past two years now. I've always had a one-on-one, uh, extremely skilled rock climber helping me, showing me how to put on the harness and how to navigate the wall. And I have rock climbed before I lost my sight. And I noticed that, you know, what they do is they just show you how to do the harness thing once and then they, they send you off on your way. As a visually impaired person, I guess, they spend a little bit more time with you. And when you're navigating the wall, they the person who is volunteering is actually telling you where to put your hand, where to put your feet. Because a lot of these pegs are not close together or they're different uh, climbing levels on a wall. So some pegs are bigger or smaller than others. So that way you have an idea of, of, of where you're going. So, yeah, you're independently climbing this wall, but you still have some visual person who is who's still there to motivate you as well as guide you.
0: Do you have anything else that you wanted to kind of say to people who are interested in, in getting involved? I don't know if it's because of my
1: background in social work, but I find that I'm a very resourceful for a person. So research, research, research is is how it started for me. Like I went to a workshop and I learned about balance. When you tap into the services of one organization, you, you get an insight to other services in the city. Everyone has a newsletter and it's free. They always have all these activities, groups, workshops. It's a good way to learn. For newbies, people who are like myself, who are newly visually impaired or have experienced a significant loss insight. I know that in the beginning, it sounds hard to get out there and be part of these groups and to experience these activities on your own. But what I found is that working with my O&M instructor on how to get there. But for example, using curling, when I wanted to go to the CCB curling group, I was not sure of how to get there. So my O&M instructor Bill was like, why don't we use this as an opportunity to learn the TTC route to get there? That's great. So two lessons we spent navigating from my home to Broadview station and taking the streetcar. So having his help and his guidance for two lessons before actually going to the curling ring on my own gave me the confidence and the motivation to actually wanna be out there and doing things. Utilize your O&M instructor and and, and have them teach you and train you on, on how to go to these uh, places. And then when you get there, you now have people who are in your community that you can relate to and socialize with and, you know, really feel so isolated or alone.
0: Nisha gave a lot of great strategies in our talk. Here's a bit more information about some of the online resources for active leisure Nisha mentioned in the interview at www.instagram.com. You can find Hannah Oberg at instagram.com forward slash H A N N A O E B E R G. Shantafranca can be found at Instagram.com forward slash S-H-A-N-T-E-F-R-A-N-C-A. And Five Parks Yoga can be found on YouTube. F-I-V-E-P-A-R-K-S-Y-O-G-A. That's it for this episode. Stay tuned for next time. Disclaimer, the content of this podcast is not a substitute for medical or professional advice. It is not occupational therapy, nor is it a substitute for occupational therapy services. If you're interested in learning more about how to apply some of the strategies discussed here, please ensure you consult with an occupational therapist or other professional. Thanks, and see you next time.